been pouring And I'll keep searching what I'm looking for Don't know what it is, if I did, would I ask for more? If I did, I wouldn't ask for more It's your boy JB with Reggae 360. This is For the Vibes, the podcast presented by Reggae 360, episode number 25. God damn, 25 cents, man. That's one fourth of the way to a dollar, Evan. That's a big deal, dude. That's something special, man. And we got a special episode lined up. We got some cool things going on on this end. I'm going to fill you guys in right now. But first, let me introduce a man that I'm sitting right here with. He's sitting across from me, a special individual. Okay, this man is recently introduced to the TikTok app and has risen to moderate stardom. Mr. Soccer Haircut himself. Mr. New Mustache himself, Evan, a.k.a. Clout God himself. Evan, what up, dude? How you doing, bro? Hey, I'm here. I'm living. I'm learning. I'm loving. It's another day on the podcast, JB. Bro, you look like a young Danny Bonaducci right now, man. I'll tell you that. I'll be honest with you, man. You look. I'm feeling your star power today, man. You better bring it on this podcast for the people. Did, did he play Luigi or something? <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, he was in that Super Mario Brothers movie with Danny DeVito back in 1993. But, man, that's beside the point because we are here for a different reason, Evan, and that is to celebrate reggae rock music. And one thing that we do is we do interviews. We get the fucking dopest bands out there on the line talking about their music and today is no different we are joined by one of maryland's hottest bands a band that is on the rise a band that represents some of the freshest realest hard-hitting music that you can bump through your goddamn cd deck straight from maryland the boys educated fools make some noise boys what up i love it <laughs> yes, and I'll tell you what. Some people say it's difficult to get four to five guys on the phone for an interview, but Reggae 360 said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it anyways. So just to make the lives of our listeners a little easier, let's do this, man. If you don't mind, let the people know who you are and what your part is in the band, and let's get you boys introduced properly. I'll let you do it yourselves, man. Go ahead. Who's going first? Yeah, what up, dude? This is Nick. We just got Logan walked in the house. Uh, singer, writer. What's up, guys? Um, yeah, I'm from Detroit, Michigan originally. Live in Baltimore. And uh, just here representing for the band. Uh, yeah, just uh, excited to be on the podcast. You got big Logan Sappington on the phone. Like, I'm not big on the average size. But I play guitar. I also help uh, write some lyrics, do some of my own lyrics. But more importantly, just like to be creative with the guys we're on the phone with and, uh, you know, express ourselves musically. Yeah, dog, I feel that. This is uh, Kyle. Playing glass, smoking grass, and fucking dropping raps, man. That's what I do. Uh, just try to fucking keep the, keep the music flowing in between these dudes ripping it. Kyle, Kyle, have you ever tried that out on Tinder, like as a pro, as a bio, man? That was pretty dope, dude. I felt like that worked. Was it? Yeah, and um, I, I'm actually married and spoken for, but uh. Oh well, I know. might steal that then, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I might use that yeah, shit. I was no, no worries. 
Oh, okay. I, I sell bongs for a living, so uh, you know it's uh, what I do. True <laughs> to his art. I like it. Yes, sir. All right, who else we got? Yo, yo, yo. It's Ben Yanch. I'm just along for the ride and spreading love with my boys, the Educated Fools. My best friend since I was a little kid. And just love creating music. Love putting my vibes on the songs. And these guys are the best. Um, we got each other's backs. And I'm here to make it to the top with my best friends. Fuck yeah, dude. I like that. We got anyone else with us? Anyone else in the party? It's uh, Tyler Garrison Fingers here in spirit, tripping Sid, hanging loose, and most importantly, tearing up my fingers. Hell yeah, dude. Hanging yeah. loose, dude. I like it. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. What about Connor? We got Connor in the building? Connor's in the building. Hey, what's up, Connor? Hold on. Let him know. Let him know. Well, God damn it, that's a lineup right there. We got everyone in the building. Are we missing anyone in the band? Is anyone not here tonight? We're missing our boy Devin Barone, our drummer, our soul, our rhythm. Devin, man. He just fucking beat the shit out of the snare for us. I like it. No. Well, I feel bad for Devin, man, because he's missing a goddamn good time, and that's what we're about to have. But before we get jumped off, a couple weeks ago, we talked to a very special individual. His name is Fernando Delgado Jr., Fern Dog himself. La Flama Blanca. (laughs) La Flama Blanca. Yes, we spoke to him because you know what? We wanted... We wanted to pick the brain of somebody that's helping manage a band, somebody that's helping the business side of a band. And we also wanted to talk a little bit about High Tops Festival. So Fernando blessed us with some good games, some good knowledge. We had a great conversation. So real quick, before we jump into it, man, what does Fernando mean to you guys? What's Fernando's role in this band, in the big picture, man? Tell us, tell us something about Fernando. Talk, let's, let's talk on Fernando for a minute. He's basically our dad. Um, <laughs> it's like the best way to to describe him. He's like a, he's like a father figure. Um, he takes care of all the shit that we don't know how to do, and uh, you know he's a, he, he basically sets us up to to do well. Um, he busts his ass booking shows for us. He busts his ass in the studio for us when working with our producers and um, all the marketing people we work with, and, uh, and he's really like the MVP of our band behind the scenes and. Uh, yeah, we're, we're super lucky to have him, for real. That's tight, man. He told he's us... Like a brother. A brother and a father? Yeah, yeah man. He's like, he's like the dude who's definitely in the back room, like, you can't get fucked up, but then if you play a killer show, he's like, let's get fucked up. <laughs> so, like, he's, he's positive at the same time where he's, like, restricted as well. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I can see that, man. I can see... He told me if you guys were the Baltimore Ravens, he was Ed Reed. That was the analogy. So um, I feel Solid, that, man. Dude, Ed Reed is a beast. Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a stud, man. He's one of my favorite yeah. players. Hell yeah. But, I guess I'd be like Jonathan Ogden or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. Nick, are you like Flacco? Toddy? Uh, I, I don't know if I'd take the Flacco brand. Who's Ray Rice? 
Oh, no, we won't go there. We won't go there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm a Patriots fan, all right? Yeah, I got to talk a little shit. I like Ray Rice if, if I didn't beat women, which I don't. Thank God. Amen for that, man. Ray Rice, you know what? Ray Rice is turning his life around and Reggae 360. We support women and women rights movement. Yes. We, we support the women. We support women rights movements. And we support, uh, you know, anyone that wants to turn their life around. And it sounds like, man, Ray Rice is moving that direction. So enough football. Let's talk about the band. Let's talk about what you guys are doing, man. We're blessed to have you all in one space at this beautiful moment, man, talking about the music, talking about what you guys are doing. So let me ask you this, man. With everything going on, what are you guys focused on right now as a band? What are you focused on? Oh, shit. Shit. Um, shit, we're really about to hit this tour. We've been trying to get super tight for tour and the festival coming up. Just uh, getting all our shit, like, as good as we can before we go out and play for a bunch of new people. Um, you know, we're, we got, we're uh, in the studio right now. We got, like, six or seven songs in the works. So we're super excited. We're about to drop Tell Me at the end of the summer. We got Daylight on that from Planet uh, Stupid. Which is gonna be super sick. Damn. Um, but yeah, but yeah, man, it's uh, definitely fucking been moving forward for us, and uh, you know we're just like trying to grind and keep grinding. Hell yeah! Well, I think it, you know it's very important that more people. Um, that are fans of this genre know your name because your music is awesome and you guys are on the rise. So I just feel like you're gonna attract more and more fans. More and more people are gonna hear your music. Speaking of your music, when I listen to it, man, one thing that stands out is the songwriting, like the lyrics straight up, like your lyrics will go from, you know, kind of like a, like a fun kind of party theme style to like really, really fucking deep philosophical shit that hits you right in your core. Like, like, like philosophy, man. Like you guys talk about life and, and you keep it real in your lyrics. So my question for you is a band of a bunch of creative people that collaborate. What's that process? Like, how do you guys write a song? How do you put something together? Like, how does that work? Logan, why don't you take it? Yeah, usually usually it's a couple different couple different ways that that it happens. Like sometimes you know we'll have instrumentals down, Logan will have an idea, or man will have like a key a key part, and then you know based on the rhythm or the feel of the song, I'll come up with some cool ideas. Maybe expand on some things that I've already been thinking about. You know, the the, you were talking about with the depth, and then also keeping the party vibe. Like that pretty much sums up. I think all of us in the band. Um, and I, I come from, you know, a, a lot of different backgrounds and I used to write like a lot of poetry and I used to, you know, do a lot of different like journaling and, and kind of like self-expressive stuff outside of music. So I kind of bring that with me a little bit in the way that I write stuff. Um, and so, you know, if, if we come up with, it usually just takes a small idea and then we kind of just expand on that. And that's like one way we do it. Sometimes we'll all come together and say, you know, like, I really want to say this, or I really want a song to kind of capture this vibe. How can we do that with lyrics and then put some music behind it? There's a couple different ways that we go about it. So it's not like really one formula, but we use a couple different types of um, ways to, to actually go about it, you know? I feel like uh, when this band gets writing, this is Logan, uh, I feel like when we get writing, really, it's like we're all kind of like family at this point. We've been through, you know, coming back as a band, as brothers. And I think, like, what we really can focus on when we write a song is being able to tell each other what's actually going on within our own lives. 
being in a band with all these guys, six plus dudes, is actually really hard. You've got six different people's emotions you're constantly dealing with, whether it's someone going through a good day, someone going through a bad day, someone going through a win, someone going through a loss. We have to balance that as a team. There's no I in, in band at all. So, you know, I think it's cool that we all get to get together and open and be real with each other. And I think a lot of our topics and songs come about kind of talking with each other, like what they feel about this or what they feel about that or what they're currently feeling when they hear something and just being able to openly relate to people. Yeah. For me, I know like, I want to just like make something that's like relative for people to listen to, for them to relate to and, you know, be able to connect with us on like a level where it's like, damn, what did that dude just say? Let me run that back. Cause like, that's kind of what I'm going through or like, what my life is like towards, you know, like about having a good time and celebrating life. You know, a lot of our songs are, you know, about like good stuff and weed and partying and, you know, the beach and fucking the sun. And we also have some songs about like darkness and like some of the struggles that we've, uh, we all face as like people and just like the shit that we go through on a daily or, you know, like just a fucked up situation in life. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways that we, uh, like to express that shit and, you know, any, anytime another person can connect to it, it's definitely like what we're striving to do. Hell yeah. No, that's, that's, a. Uh that man that makes everything make sense dude i tell you what i was listening to your 2017 release check the vibes and everything that you guys just said i could uh i could hear that in those lyrics and those songs you guys have some bangers on that release man and and uh, my question for you is you say you've been through hell and back as a band and you guys have learned how to operate as this unit of six unique individuals working together best friends man people going through ups and downs together tell me in terms of how that translates to the sound how do you feel like you guys have evolved from 2017 with that studio release to where you guys are at right now looking at a tour, you know, doing some dates with Fortunate Youth, doing this this festival that's only getting bigger, and then coming out with another studio album. How do you think the band's sound has evolved over that time? Power. Power. That's how I feel, man. I feel like these guys got so much in them, and it hasn't even been able to be released. Like, we haven't even had the chance to fully capitalize that yet. And I know once we get the taste of that, holy shit, there ain't no stopping that. Is relentless, this man. Yeah. Damn, dude, I like that answer, man. That shit got me jacked, dude. I'm fucking, I'm pumped, dude. I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. Damn it. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's crazy how looking back, it seems like times has flown by. But four, four or five years ago, I mean, we were completely different people. I feel like. I mean, we've we've all. Yeah gone through so much stuff you know good and bad that like you know as far as like the way we're translating our music now i feel like we definitely have more uh we have a rhythm down and we have kind of like a i don't know like a way that we're able to to come together and express that but we're just different we're different people it's like five five years ago i felt like a, a young kid and now i'm looking at my you know 30 31 years old looking at my life and it's 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 crazy how, how far we've all come just as people, you know? It's like, it's just so different. The mindset is just completely different. Yeah, yeah like, I've had a kid since we started having the band, you know, I got married. Um, you 
Congrats. Yeah, it's, been, uh, it's been definitely like, you know, when we started, it was like um, a lot more like, I guess like our songs were just more like, you know, they were more like love songs or like where we were at in life, you know, at that point in time. And like, we've had some, you know, like interesting experiences over the past couple of years and shit. I just feel like it's definitely, uh, I think it's definitely changed us. Like, I think our music has a lot more power now. Like, we, we, we don't really play slow, you know what I'm saying? Like, we come out, we like, we have this high energy the whole time to play. So, like, you know, it's, it's interesting, like, playing shows and stuff like that. We play with some bands that are super fucking chill. Like, they're super chill. And we're just, like, not really chill all the time. We're not. Sometimes we're coming. We have a different energy. A and I, yeah, a I think that's what makes us unique. So, like, for me, I think that we've gotten a lot more, like, um, like just performing-wise. Like, our, our shows are more fun. They're more exciting. We're playing faster-paced songs and uh, heavier-hitting songs and have more intricate breakdowns, stuff like that. So, you know, like, the first couple, like, Nick joined our band, like, literally, like, six months after we started. And when Nick joined our band, our band changed dramatically, like, big time. And then... You know, as we just started writing with each other, our, we just got our own style, kind of. You know, we figured out, like, ways for me and Nick to work well together, so we complement each other. And when we do it live, we do the same type of stuff. You know, like, Nick will sing parts behind my voice, or I'll just, like, back him up a little bit to fill him out a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's definitely, like, just something that we've learned through playing over the past, you know, four years. Hell yeah, man! No, that's uh, that's awesome. And you guys definitely bring that energy. I mean, you can hear, listen to your music. You guys are full of that energy. And I know that you said that you played with some very chill bands, and and I could see that that being kind of a, a nice contrast. I think that'd be interesting as a fan going to a show and being able to see that. And speaking of some of the, maybe the chiller people that you guys have played with, you know, just doing my research like a good podcast host would do, man. I noticed you guys have have played some awesome reggae rock shows. You guys have played with some of the biggest names in the industry on the reggae rock side. But you've also played with some interesting acts that caught my eye. And I'm talking about Coolio, Wyclef Jean, Capadonna. Damn, dude, that's that's surreal. You guys have have performed with these people. I'm curious, man. Wu Tang forever. <laughs> yes. Any good stories? Yeah, it was definitely tight to play. My favorite one of those that you just named off was definitely Wyclef. Wyclef. Uh, Wyclef was cool as fuck. Like literally one of the coolest. Like we were smoking mad blunts with him afterwards, fucking chilling. We started freestyling with Logan and shit. It was pretty fun, man. Like it was just a good overall night. It was fucking packed. Uh, he killed it. And, you know, we we had an awesome show too, and um, really just a, like a really good memory for for like our band for sure. Um, but yeah, Wu Tang, Capadonna, Jeff uh, Jeff from Ray Smith hooked us up with the, with that shit, and you know it was pretty tight. It's cool that we can play with like cross genre like that. You know, a lot of reggae bands aren't opening for like rappers and shit like that. Right. But uh, it's cool that we can like kind of vibe and like like tailor our shows based on like the audience that we're playing to um and we have like enough songs now to where it's like you know hey we can play more reggae shit or we can hit them with some fucking hip-hop or we can hit them with some fucking hard rock you know there's just a, l- a lot of ways we can approach shows now based on who we're playing with and uh we What's up, we stopped, yeah it wasn't really like that you know what i'm saying it was like yo we have eight songs you gotta play them all you know <laughs> like now it's like we got like 25 or something like that and it's like now we can kind of 
shows based on like the vibe that we were you know that's awesome there. hell yeah all credit to uh kyle big stat man wrapping up rapping growing up it just opens up so many avenues for us and couldn't be more blessed to be able to play with all these hip-hop legends hell yeah Kyle, I'm curious, man. You, you talked about the different styles of the of the band you guys could tailor to a reggae rock audience, a hip-hop audience, a hard rock audience. And honestly, man, that's one of the things that differentiate you guys so much. But, Kyle, I know you're big into uh, rapping, and you can just spit bars. I think Dylon might say uh, hot fire. Uh, I, I'm curious, man. What? Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon. <laughs> well, you, you might have just answered my question, but my question is, what are some of your influencers on the hip hop side? I mean, do you listen to like other reggae rock bands that have, you know, somebody in it like Tropodelic that can rap or Autic Empire? I know does yeah, that as well. Yeah. Or do you like straight like SoundCloud hip hop, that new shit? Like, what do you listen to? What do you derive inspiration from? I mean, I'm honestly, I grew up on 90s shit. I love Biggie and Big L and Jay-Z. And, uh, you know, like, the older I've gotten, the more I've kind of expanded, like, what I listen to. I'm a big fan of fucking Brandon Hardesty from Bumpin' Uglies. I really like the way he writes songs. Oh, yeah. The message that he puts out. Fucking Tropodelic, super dope. You know, Dirty Heads, I'm, I've always been, like, a fan of. And, um, you know, Sublime was, like, huge. Like, I started listening to Sublime when I was, like, 11 or 12, and I was fucking in love with it. They made me fucking fall in love with pods. You know, it was always, like, a... You know, every any time I was smoking, I'd listen, I'd listen to Sublime and, or Biggie or fucking, you know, something that was dope. And then, you know, all these bands like 311, you know, like they were all doing like the rap fucking reggae thing. And it was all super tight. And uh, I've always kind of liked that vibe, you know. I'm kind of like in between of like a city kid and a beach kid in a way. So I grew up in the city a little bit. And, um, you know, I used to play basketball when I was little and played football in college. And, uh, yeah, I just uh, always liked the beach and fucking, you know, jamming the, the you know, sweet reggae music. Hell yeah, man. What position did you play in football? I played guard in college, but uh, high, high school I played tackle and uh, defensive tackle. And, uh, yeah, it was a uh, good time. That My- taught me a lot about life, too. My dude, man, I played uh, I played a little guard and tackle in my day too, man, the collegiate level. Okay, you know what I feel like? There's something to be said about an offensive lineman, man. That's probably why you get your shit so tight, man, because you're no lineman, man. You're cerebral. You think, dude. I like that, man. You are the Jonathan Ogden, uh, <laughs> the goddamn educated fool, man. <laughs> that's that's dope. I like I'll it, man. Take that all day. Hell yeah. Well, spe- you know what? Actually, let, let's get specific, man. I said before you guys came and are coming from Maryland and representing Maryland. And I know, uh, you know, I know, Nick, you say you're from Detroit originally, but I'm curious, man, where are you guys from specifically, man? Like, what, what town? Where'd you guys grow up? So, me and Logan grew up like uh, just outside of Towson, Maryland, in the county. Um, we went to Delaney High School, and then uh, we all graduated actually down at the beach, uh, down at Stephen Decatur, down in Ocean City. So, but Gavin and Ben also went to Delaney, and Tyler went to Pikesville. So we're all from Baltimore County. And Nick, Nick's a wild card from Detroit, you know? Yeah, Nick, where did you go to high school? Did you go to high school in Detroit or Maryland? I don't even know. Terrible place. No, so I... I went to high school at a suburb of Detroit called Canton High School. So it was like a big ass school, with like five thousand kids. Damn. Oh, yeah. 
Interesting, man. All right. No, that's cool, man. I just wanted to kind of understand, man, where what environment you guys came up in, what things were like when you were growing up and kind of what led you into this lifestyle that you guys were in, man. Um, now, Kyle Logan, were, were you guys always growing up? I know you guys are brothers, man. All, growing up, were you guys always into music? Were you guys always kind of creative and, and vibing off each other? Or what was that like growing up? Dude, it's actually funny you bring that up because, like, when I was younger, I actually hated Logan every time he was playing guitar. Like, he used to piss me off, man. Like, he used to always be playing the same song over and over again, and I always used to be like, bro, can you play another fucking song, please? Like, uh, it, it, it's super funny that we're in a band now together, honestly. Uh, it's really you guys funny. ever heard of that good old-fashioned term, practice makes perfect? Yes. Practice makes perfect. So I would oh practice God. a lot, and Kyle, you know, he just got sick of hearing me practice, but I always used to play a bunch of shit, like, you know, John Mayer's a big influence of mine, Tom Murillo's a big influence of mine, Eric Rachmani, he's a huge big influence of mine, and then, like, everybody. So, like, I would always be playing guitar, but, like, it's funny, too, because when we got to college, that's when I think Kyle really knew he was actually meant to be in music. Because Kyle hit me up on the start of the bars and rap. And then that's when we started really getting involved together. And he inspired me to hit the studio. And, like, he go hard. Fudge, I got a DUI. <laughs> and then Kyle convinced me to move to Baltimore and start abandoning it. So. Dude, there you have it, man. Yeah, he was fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Logan, uh, when Logan, Logan moved back to Baltimore, he bought a like a $3,000 recording studio keyboard. And um, I gave it to Ben. You know, I'd come over and stay there until 4 a.m. recording music and just basically learn any instrument I could pick up to try, you know, to make some weird, cool sounds. That's yeah, Ben actually started on a melodica. A melodic, I like it. Damn. It was written. It was written in stone, man. It was meant to be. It brought you guys together. That's that's awesome, man. I went from like living on my couch and playing a melodica like brushing life in the last five years. It's nuts to think about his transition and like how much more he's actually like becoming one of like the coolest, best piano players I've ever seen play. It's something different. He's got a different vibe than most keyboard players. If you listen to our music, you can hear it. And you can hear it. his style's a little bit different than your typical you know, reggae skank or your reggae chop. You know what? I've noticed that. I've noticed that it's in the sound, it's in the music. And sounds like that DUI was a small setback for a major comeback, which is what we're all about at Reggae 360. Man, he beat that shit. He didn't get a DUI. He got a fucking let off. Oh, there you go. I like it. I like it. They gave him the pass. That's what's up, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Speaking of major comebacks, you guys are definitely, um, you know, teasing the people with some new music. I know you just recently dropped Lost Hours, and I know talking to your boy Nando, Fernando Ferngod, he let us know that you guys are working on a studio album. So tell me, where are you guys at with that studio album? When can you can you tease us a little bit? Can you get some some information, some inside information? We're get these sixty. Let us know when that's coming. What's going on with that? Talk about it, fellas. 
Yeah, I mean, we just been working on it, man. We actually have a bunch of the songs, like, tracked, and, uh, like, about half of them are mixed. Um, but, yeah, we just been kind of taking our time with it. And, uh, you know, our first uh, two releases, we kind of... The first one we kind of took our time with, but our, our, our second album, we kind of... I wouldn't say rushed it, but we were, like, super eager to drop it. You know what I mean? Like, we just, like, fucking did a lot of it ourselves, and we were just like, all right, it's good, let's drop it. And, uh, you know, now we're kind of, like refining our sound and getting our mixes down and just making sure that everything's super fire and we have artwork that matches everything and like there's a vibe there's a vibe to like what we're doing you know that's dope who does your artwork so we actually work with a couple different artists we uh we work with this dude nate gonzalez uh he actually just did a fucking um a marketing campaign for budweiser um, but he's pretty cool. Ooh. We worked with this girl, JC, in the past. Um, this girl, Kayla Ferraro. There's been a bunch of been a bunch of artists that we've worked with. Uh, our homie, Peter Bill, we just did a couple. Yeah, my, our old bandmate, Jack Griffin, he, uh, he designed a bunch of t-shirts for us and logos and stuff like that. My girl, she designed, designed our, uh, our actual logo for the band. So, like, we probably worked with, like, like around a dozen people on the, on projects for, uh, for uh, the band and flyers and shows and all that stuff. That's dope, man. A lot of a lot of creative minds. A lot of creative minds. Well, no that's what's up, man. And, and I think you dropped the name Nick Gonzalez. And if I if my memory serves me, Fernando said he did some artwork for the upcoming High Tops Festival flyers that you guys are distributing. And speaking of High Tops. Guys, that fucking festival lineup is looking dope. It's looking proper. People are excited about it. Talk about that festival. What does that mean to you guys? Shit, we're stoked, man. We're we're in our fourth year with it right now. uh, Just building it up each year. And, uh, you know, last year we had the movement headline. We had, uh, you know, we ended up having one solid day. We We had rain last year and stuff like that, so didn't really uh work out for the weather like on the first half of the day but the second half of the day was super fire had a great turnout the rain held off for the rest of the the rest of the night and then uh like literally right when everyone went inside it started raining again for the for the close of the show it was sick um but you know this year we're supposed to have two solid days we got bad fish headlining one day we got a fortunate youth headlining the other day got a bunch of solid bands people's blues of richmond um fucking elm Magic Beans. Yeah, Magic Beans from Colorado. Um, Never Ending Falls, always fucking killing it. You know, there's some good homies of ours uh, just locally. But, uh, yeah, we're just super stoked, man. It's been been fun working on it. Yeah. Autic Empire. Fucking, yeah, but Fern Fern and Logan have uh, really, like, carried a lot of that weight for us and you know they set up a lot and worked with Brandon from High Tops and you know they've done a lot uh, to, to just get everything like lined up staging you yeah, know, that's a lot all of the people up. seriously who've helped us this far the guys from Mission 6 all the sponsors seriously the local sponsors Ernie Fowlers like Mid-Atlantic Crumb Company High Tops Sheffield Nature's Care and Wellness yeah Bobby from Nature's Care and Wellness Chessicana all the people MDX Extracts like literally thank you guys for all your support so far you know we're blessed to have you all to help us get us to where we believe this festival can go yeah I think so Red Bull Red Bull sponsoring the stage this year if I'm not mistaken right 
Yeah, Red Bull oh. on board. Organic yeah. Red Bull this year come out. They got free Red Bull. Red Bull vodka's running all day for cheap. Damn, dude, I'm about to get yoked up on some Red Bull. I like it, man. That's fucking dope. Yeah, hey, if you're on, if you're on the in the Mid Atlantic, mark those calendars. You'll you'll never see a hotter reggae lineup on the East Coast. You know, put together by a bunch of six foolish guys. So that's <laughs> um, our fourth year. Yeah, if you if you like Cali roots, you like reggae rise up. Mark those calendars uh, next weekend, September sixth and seventh. It's a Friday and Saturday, so good dates. Oh, yeah. We're traveling out that way, man. Anyone that's interested, both those tickets, get out there. You got to be there. It's going to be epic. And I tell you what, my people, Arctic Empire, are playing there. You guys got to take care of Arctic Empire, man. You got to take care of my boy Ronnie oh, yeah. from Arctic, man. I'm, I'm so stoked for those guys you to be out there. You know we got that sponsorship from the hotel. It's going to be lit. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. And 420 friendly. Oof. Oof. I like it. That sounds dope, man. Speaking of 420 friendly, I know you guys are big pro-cannabis people. And I know Fernando, when we talked to him, he said that no illegal activities were going to be condoned at this festival. At least maybe you guys were going to turn a blind eye. But the band, man, your music, I know you guys are big time pro-cannabis Talk to me, man. Encourage fun. Fun. I'm a big believer, and uh, (laughs) if you don't get caught, it never happens. So, uh, you know, hey, man, (laughs) come out and enjoy the festival. Smoke them if you got it. Fucking, we're going to have a good time no matter what. Uh, We'll have the drinks flowing and the good vibes rolling. So, you know, we've always been uh, pro cannabis. I've been smoking since I was like 14. I fucking love it. Think it's the best plan in the world. You know, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's just kind of crazy that it's still illegal. Fucking people are out here dying from fucking pills and shit, and people are still fucking getting mad about a plant. So, uh, you know, any way we can help change that stigma, we're down to, you know, if, even if that means smoking in public or in front of someone that maybe thinks there's something wrong with it. Those the end of the day, there ain't nothing wrong with it. I like it, man. I like it. That's dope. That's real dope. You did now. Did you say that you sell bongs for a living too, man? You say you got a little side hustle selling yeah, bongs. Man. Did I get that I right? We run a, a like a high end uh, art gallery. We sell. Uh, we I work with like around two hundred to three hundred artists. Uh, we do. I deal with painters and glass artists, and uh, we sell pipes and dab rigs and vaporizers. Pretty much all the cars for your gas. If you know what I'm saying. So if you guys need anything, check out my shop. We're down in D.C. Weed's legal in D.C. Fucking come down and get get the whole experience. What's the name of the shop? Let's get a quick shout out. Uh, my shop. My shop's name is Glasshouse Gallery. Glasshouse Gallery. Shout out Glasshouse Gallery. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The D.C. area, baby. That's a place to be. Um, yeah, man, definitely. They're the first uh, really down uh, this way to legalize it and you know let people consume it and and have it not be a you know criminalized for it so to speak so it's uh definitely a step in the right direction we're just waiting on maryland to follow i don't think they're too far behind um but yeah you know just the the way that the medical game's going in maryland it runs more like wreck shit anyway so it's like hey man let's just legalize it for everybody hell yeah you know it's funny i was gonna ask you guys bongs joints and backwoods but i feel like 
If you're in that game, man, maybe maybe the answer is bonds, dude. It sounds like maybe that's what it is, dude. Am I wrong? The answer is everything. <laughs> <laughs> all of the above. We don't discriminate. We just like that fire. Fuck it if you got it, man. Yeah, man. We don't discriminate. You want to fucking hit a vape pen, I'm all about it, man. Use it it until you lose it. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Dude, I like the way he talked, man. He just might just accidentally rhyme some shit, dude. I like it, man. Use it till you lose it, man. That's my shit, dude. I like it, man. I'm getting in there like swimwear, baby. G'd up from the feet up, man. From the front to the back to the top to the side, man. I'm right here with you, baby. I like it. I'll tell you what. This has been an enlightening conversation, man. Anyone that has listened to this podcast up until this point has seen you guys are just a bunch of real ass dudes passionate about your music. You're a band on the rise. You got a bunch of shit going on right now. This festival is about to be huge. This album is about to be fire. Everyone is excited. I'm curious, man, before we sign this thing off, anything you want to let your fans know, anything you want to say to the people out there, man, go ahead. Now's your time. Yes. If you guys could follow us on all social media, Spotify, um, you know, iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, just that would be awesome, man. The support, just check us out. If you guys dig us, give us a follow. You know, if not, thank you for checking us out. Shit, man, just spread that love, even if it's not to us, man. There's uh, there's always people less fortunate than you out there, and you know, I just feel like you gotta spread the love no matter what. Doesn't matter if you're having a good day, bad day. You know, spread that love, and it'll come back a hundred times. So that's really all I got to say to the people. Yeah, Kelly, I mean, listen, listen to love, y'all. local music, support local music, do local music, uh, go see shows, go go to live shows, keep it alive, keep rock and roll alive, you know. There's a lot of different genres right now that can kind of overshadow music. Um, I'm a big supporter of rock and punk and actually playing instruments, so go support that shit. Support the music. That's what we're all about, baby, at Reggae D60. We fuck with you guys heavy. We love what you're doing, man. Keep it up. We need it. The people need it. We need that new music. We need that good energy. I can't wait for this festival. I can't wait for this album. Thank you guys for taking time out of your night, talking to us, chopping it up. This has been a great conversation. And you got two big fans here in Manchester, New Hampshire, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right, Evan? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, Hell yeah dude. Go Support real yourself. music, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 603, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you and hey, you're coming. If you're coming up to the festival, too, hit us up for some backstage fashions. We got you. Absolutely. Oh, man. Bless up, dude. We got you. We'll definitely let you know. Keep you posted on that, man. It'd be a, a blessing to meet you, man, in real life. And on that note, fellas, I'll let you get back to doing dope shit. Thank you for joining us. Peace. Hey. Spoken.
Yeah, yeah. Dude. F, brother. That was a hell of an interview, man. Sometimes it gets a little complicated to interview a group of people. But you know what? I think we did it, dude. What do you think? I think we did it. I think uh, I think a lot of things about that. Um, yeah, dude. There was a lot, dude. I'll tell you what. A couple things stood out to me. Number one is, uh, goddamn, if you are in the northeast of America or you have access to an airport or a train or a bus or maybe you just want to pull a Forrest Gump or a Mike Posner and just walk across the United States of America, you better be in Baltimore this weekend, okay? The 6th, the 7th, and the 8th, the High Tops Backstage Bash Music Festival is going down, and it's got a stacked lineup. You got Fortunate Youth rocking it. Brett Bollinger of Pepper is going to be there. Audic Empire is going to be there. Okay, Educated Fools is going to be doing their damn thing. You can meet Fernando Delgado Jr., the legend. All right? That's one thing I took from that conversation. The other thing I took is that Educated Fools, man, that's a a, a perfect example of talent coming together with the right backing, the right management, the right pieces, the right people. It just seemed like everything's coming together just perfectly for this band out of Maryland. And I only see bigger and bigger things in the future for these guys. And you got the sense with that personality in that conversation, their heads are on straight, they're focused, they're locked in, they're ready to rock. They're ready to roll. They're ready to run through a goddamn brick wall, baby. And that's what you got to do in this business. And I say that with absolutely no experience or qualification to say that Evan, is that about right, dude? What do you think? I'd say you're right. I'd say you're right. And I'd also like to say that, you know, it seems just like a, a group of real cool guys, just a bunch of dudes that like to hang out. Not like, you know, it's not like they're musicians that are unhappy playing together. They sound like, hey, a lot of these guys are lifelong friends. They're playing music together. They never stopped. And here they are today. Yeah, they're not a bunch of fucking divas, dude. You know, just hating the fact that they gotta play with each other. Um, that would be unfortunate. Uh, so, you know, good thing, good chemistry is important in a band. You're in a band, dude. You got good chemistry with your guys, dude. You like to get together and get weird with the boys, no? Yeah, I mean, we, we've been known to get weird from time to time. <laughs> yeah. if, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> dude that was aggressive that was yeah that was a bad voice i you know I, i've been practicing my voice acting i just wanted to throw a, a voice out there give me something else give me a different a- accent or something pretend you just got robbed oh geez you know i i was walking out the street and this guy he uh he pickpocketed me i think now all right you sound like you're in wisconsin which is good i like where you're going pretend you just got robbed but you're in jamaica and you're jamaican <laughs> you got it, dude. Uh, <laughs> you're really putting me on the spot here, dude. Jamaica, you're in Jamaica. Okay, you are Jamaican. A bumbaclat rude boy just ran up and robbed you. Okay, so I'm just gonna go off what Edley Shine taught us last week. Yes, I was like, that was not Irie. Yes, dude. 
You might have a future in voice acting, dude. You might be pulled off this podcast to go make some big bucks out there in Hollywood. But I tell you what, not today. Today you're on this goddamn podcast. And what are we doing for the second half of the podcast? Let's let people know what they're getting themselves into. Our return listeners that follow us and fuck with us every week, they already know. But basically what we're going to do is we're going to review the music from the week before, give a quick take. We're going to talk about the news, what we know is going on in the industry. Okay. And this week's a little different. This is the second episode we're dropping this week. We just released our interview with Edley Shine, and we reviewed a shitload of music from like the past two weeks. This episode, we talked to Educated Fools. We wanted to get it out before backstage, uh, high tops backstage bash, because uh, obviously we want people to go, man. We want people to hear this and go buy tickets. Um, we're going to be there. We're going to do our damnedest to get there. Uh, it's just going to be a dope-ass weekend. So, on that note, let's jump into it. F, I had a little trouble finding new music because there was one thing that just took over that was so big that it was just like, is right up there with some of the biggest events in history. I mean, you know, we talked about in a previous podcast, I think, when a uh, uh, an asteroid came down and uh, killed all the dinosaurs. Um, R.I.P. You know, yeah, yeah, big time. Um, I think that uh, the Berlin Wall getting torn down was kind of a big deal. Um, you know, uh, when the Patriots came back against the Atlanta Falcons and won the Super Bowl when they were down, what was it, 20 something to three? 28 to three. 28 to three. Damn. Would have thought. Those are just some big events in history. Uh, and another big event in history um, happened Friday, and that would be Stick Figure dropping an album, dude. I mean, it was an absolute piece of work. Yeah, you, you loaded World on Fire featuring Slightly Stupid. Uh, you said World on Fire. Oh, that's just the name of the album. Y- yeah. Yeah, that's the title track. Whoops. Yeah. Um, that's all right. And the one that I just I just kind of did an audible and I played Whiskey. Oh, okay. The, the one that I was going to talk about yeah. next. So, so I'll just start out by playing that uh, original song. Fire is the name of the album. Um, Life is a party. What's the track? There we go. Okay. So should I just start up again playing that song and we can get, yeah, cut it right? From the beginning. Okay. Okay. 
That was Life is a Party by Stick Figure off their album, The World on Fire. I mean, whew, whew, heat, just straight heat, dude. I mean, I don't even know where to start talking about this album. There were so many good songs. It was so smooth. It was so complete. I think the word that just keeps coming to my mind when I talk about this this masterpiece is the word authentic. This is some authentic-ass music. I mean, I don't think anyone could argue that. This is what Stick Figure does. This is why people love them. This is why they're one of the biggest bands in the world because they have such a complete sound with so many different elements, so many different aspects of the music, so many different layers. And... Man, this this final product that they handed to us, this final version of this album, man, it was just so fucking good, dude. Polished. It polished. It has not stopped playing through my speakers since last Friday. Well, dude, I mean, we got to talk right now. You got to hit pause, man. Bro, no. I'm not going to. Dude, I got in trouble at work. You know? I um it's been causing problems in my personal life i just can't stop playing this album dude i don't want to turn it off it's too fucking good um you know what's interesting too is like i was getting a little nervous because this this album's 15 songs and i feel like stick figure was releasing song after song after song like months leading up to this or weeks leading up to this or whatever and sometimes when that happens like you know if an if a um, let's say an album's maybe 12, 13 songs, and they released three of them ahead of time, and they're the three best songs. Sometimes you kind of feel short change when the album comes out because you've already heard these songs. That was not the case with Stick Figure. All of the songs that they released previously just blend smoothly into the album, and it feels like a complete experience, at least from my perspective. Um, I'm going to try to put more thoughts into my reaction to this album, and I actually might... Um, write something. I might, I might have to bust out the uh, the pen and pad and get busy like I used to back in the day, dude. And maybe kind of put my thoughts on paper a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be great for you to actually do your job and maybe write a review, JB. You know, I mean, they were trying to get me to do my job. Like, <laughs> man, fuck all you guys, dude. All right, man, I just live. Life is a party. Well, it's right. not. It's not all about you, JB. I mean, let's let's talk about that song. Um, I mean, let's just talk about it. you know, overall the album. I think you said it best. I mean, every song is worth listening to, but that one in particular puts you into sort of a dream state. You know, you've got that guitar in the beginning that almost sounds underwater, the way it's you know compressed and reverbed there, and then you've got that kind of sludgy, swampy, down tempo bass that's just kind of get you moving a little bit and grooving and then the vocals come in and they're another kind of strange element that puts you in this just different place yeah dude i mean shit you're using adjectives and words and nouns that i've never heard used to describe a song but god damn it if every one of those fucking words was not accurate then uh 
you know, my name ain't JP with Reggae 360, if you know what I mean. I thought that was a, a good take, man. And thinking about this album, dude, and, and one of the songs that really stood out to me is Whiskey Sun featuring TJ O'Neill. I'm just going to cue that up. This song fucking spoke to me. I love this this track. This is probably my favorite song on the album. TJ O'Neill, dude, he is a beast. We forget, man. Stick figure is from right around the way. Duxbury, Massachusetts, man. South Shore Boys. It's the same place the elevators came from. You know, and and uh dude, I don't know if you spent much time out there, but but it's a you know, it's a coastal area. It's just it's gorgeous, man. It's right on the water. So much culture. There's so many good vibes. It's, you know, the beach is huge out there and you know, there's a lot to do, man, and, and you hear kind of that down-to-earth fucking just real, real vibe in, in Stick Figure's music, and, you know, this song particularly, man, there's, you didn't hear it in the little snippet we play, but um, there's some lyrics later that's, you know, they go something like, smoke brings the sun up and whiskey brings the sun down, you know, and you think about that lifestyle, man, waking up, elevating your mind a little bit you know focusing on your craft whatever you do your job whatever at the end of the day maybe you're with friends you know you have a couple of drinks and it's just like just something so authentic about that man i keep going back to that word authentic i love it man what's uh ev what's your favorite whiskey dude that's actually pretty tough for me and if we can just say bourbon i'll say bourbon. i mean we could throw that in there we could yeah yeah whiskey bourbon what What's your favorite? <laughs> um, I had this bourbon I bought a bottle of in Tennessee that I absolutely loved. I got it when I was in eastern Tennessee, and I have not been able to find what it was since. I saved the bottle so that I wouldn't forget the name, but my ex-girlfriend, when we were still together, recycled that bottle. It disappeared. I don't know the name, but, man, that was a really nice whiskey. Well, she sounds hideous, dude. Dude, I'm just kidding. She's absolutely horrific. <laughs> oh man, dude, I'm just kidding. Why would she do that? What a what, what a saying. that's a what a mean thing to do. But you strike me as a whistle whistle pig kind of guy, dude. That sounds weird to say out loud, but um, it's true. I'm not going to back down. That's what I think, dude. But my favorite is Angels Envy, dude. I'm a I'm a big time. But my go to man is Knob Creek. You know, I'm a knob boy, dude. Everyone knows that. You know, so anyways, dude, we digress, dude. That song featured TJ O'Neill. And actually, interestingly enough, man, I just listened to an interview with TJ O'Neill from a podcast called The Shit Show 
which is a very entertaining podcast featuring Drake from Iration. Um, he also has this dude called Jimmy the Jew, who's just a, a polarizing figure to say the least. Uh, but their dynamic is hilarious and they have some really interesting guests and that interview with TJ O'Neill was dope. TJ is such a cool dude, man. Listen to him talk about life and the way he lives it in music and getting a sense for his personality. I was just super impressed and then connecting the dots and listening to this song. It's just, God damn, man. This is why I love reggae rock music. And final take on the stick figure album. Now keep in mind, dude, I might be writing something. So don't fucking, you know, don't scuff my J's, dude. Don't step on my feet, bro. All right? Final take. Final take. I'll keep it short. I don't want to steal your thunder. Listen to it. Get it. Plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling a lot of, a lot of fire from you J- today, JB. Um, not on the mic, just towards me. Dude, I'm I'm feeling a little antisocial, man. I don't know what to tell you. A little antisocial, man. This. Oh, is that is that Catastro with their new song, Antisocial? I think it is. I saw you moving your shoulders, man, moving around a little bit, dancing. You like that beat? Yeah, that's a that's a club hit right there, if I've ever heard one. A club the way that hit. I said Hell that, yeah. you can tell I go to the club. You're a club guy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, uh, you're a big clubber. I get it. <laughs> and that song would be a nice uh, thing to hear in the background, I would imagine, while you're out there, you know, hollering at, at chicks spitting game. Buying people drinks, dude. Living that club life, dude. You know, I get it, dude. I respect it. You're right. That, you know, though that that beat, dude. <laughs> the beats for Catastro songs go hard. I don't care, dude. Anyone that thinks differently, they can come to my place of residence and say that shit directly to me, and we're gonna have a little conversation, all right? Because Catastro's beats go hard, and this song. Same thing, man. Antisocial. Um, banger, man. And you know what's interesting? The lyrics to this song are pretty deep, man. And I feel like a lot of the members of Catastro have recently <clears throat> been a lot more like open on social media. They're a lot more real, a lot more accessible than a lot of musicians out there, man. They, they If you follow them, they usually you know, really kind of are transparent and, and are honest and real with their fans. And that's something that um, for me is is huge. And that's why I'm a big fan of Catastro because the flip side of that is when you listen to their lyrics, you know, it's genuine, you know, and, and a song like Antisocial, shit, a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, this is a good song. I mean, this is a good song to uh, 
you know, play in the late night. Maybe you're solo. Maybe you're, you know, you, you stayed back. You didn't go out with the boys. You didn't go hit the bars up. You know, you just decided to take a night to chill in, you know, relax. This might be a song that might find its way to your playlist. And, uh, you know, God damn it. Let it be. Evan, you are the opposite of antisocial. You're like a social butterfly. Do you feel like you could still relate to a song like this or no? I feel antisocial from time to time. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Well, fuck, there you have it, dude. I mean, I got social anxiety and stuff sometimes. Sometimes when I'm at a show, I get a little too, like, nervous from being around so many people, and I'll leave a venue and just go for, like, a 10-minute walk. When you're playing? I do that every time I play a show. I leave and go for a walk because I get overwhelmed. Like, after the show or before the show? During. During the show? Yeah. No, I'm talking about when you're playing. Yeah, I mean, I I I can't, you know, take a walk. So that's what I'm saying. Do you take the walk before or after you're playing? Depend, depends when I play my set and during the show. Like if I play last, I'm gonna take my walk before that. If I play first, I'm gonna take my walk after that. Uh, is it like a nervous energy? Is like is like an energy you chant you channel? Yeah, eventually, I just get like too overwhelmed and I just gotta go for a walk. I can't be around that many people for that long. Oh damn! Yeah. Wow. Still, man, when you're up there, do you like what's what goes through your head when you're on stage? You're just fucking rocking out and you know you're killing it. It's like a stream of consciousness. I'm just thinking about playing. I'm not thinking about anything else. Dude, that's dope. I, uh, I'm envious, man. Um, I actually saw you play once, dude. You guys fucking rocked it. Um, I would imagine that... Uh, I would imagine going into a gig, dude. I'd like those nerves would hit me. Like I never, obviously, I was never in a band, but playing sports, I would imagine like it's like you're going into a game. You get that kind of like nervous energy and and then you just fucking let it all out when that whistle blows man but um still man i appreciate you opening up a little bit there man you know a little social anxiety for the club boy dude you know it's uh, a <laughs> I get it dude and and uh catastrophe probably touched on that in that song so if you haven't heard it go fucking bang that shit dude you know what i'll be honest man it was a light week for music mainly because we did a shitload of music in our last episode we got one more though we're gonna tee up this is somebody new uh to me but certainly worthy of the conversation here on for the vibes your boy danny robinson with a rocket R-O-C-K-I-T, not R-O-C-K-E-T, totally different. No, this is Rocket, like the type of thing that Evan does when he's on stage, slapping the bass. Do you hate that when people say that, slapping the bass? 
You probably got that a lot a couple of years ago when that movie came out. When that movie came out, I hated that phrase. <laughs> now, now it's it's fine. It's all right. You know. Now it's like a throwback. It's like when you do Borat impressions. It's right. like it hits a little bit better now that it's been some time. Borat always hits good. I don't know, dude. There was a time where there was too much Borat. Like too much. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, but I was like 14, 15 when that happened. So for me, I was the one doing it too much. You were that Borat guy, huh? I knew it, dude. I should have fucking known that when I first met you that you were that Borat guy, dude. Fucking knew it, dude. Can you give us one right now? My wife. <laughs> I love it, dude. Denny Robinson with Rocket. Let's not let's not take away from from talking about this song. Cause this song made me feel some things. This is a good song, man. And actually. It's a song where I actually thought it was better when I played it louder. It's a song that you got to play loud because it's so clean and crisp. Like, turn the volume up and banged it. I don't know, man. What, what was uh, what was your impression, Ev? I mean, you got to bang every song. That's what we do here. Yeah, especially if they're bangers. Which this song was that a certified stamp on it? For the vibes, banger. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Do you got the ink? Do you got you got all inked up over there? Can you fucking give you can you give us? Some? Oh, there we go, dude. Stamped is a banger. Um, that's just upbeat as hell, dude. That song has like a nice flow to it. You know, it's it's upbeat, it's smooth. I love the background vocals, and also the keyboard is lit in that song too, man. This is some get up music. This is some get your morning started. This is the type of song, man, if you're around your apartment and you throw on all of a sudden the windows open up and the light comes in and you start moving and grooving. The birds are chirping, you're getting things done, you're checking things off your to-do list. You know what I'm saying? You're dusting behind the TV. Maybe you're recycling. You know, maybe you're cleaning out your fridge, dude. Whatever you're doing is something positive you're getting it done you're getting after it man because that sun just inspires the spirit within you it just hits you and that spirit comes out it's called the ism evidence the ism of reggae rock music okay when that hits you and it comes in you it's like the holy ghost it's like a whoo i just got a rocket baby i got a rocket dude and that's what the song does for me <laughs> uh blacked out there man um good fucking song dude i'd be pumped to see her like a full album I feel like, and see some some different styles and see what else uh, Danny Robinson has cooking in the kitchen for the people, you know, because it's supper time and we need to eat, all right? And Evan's going to do the fucking dishes. Damn, dog. <laughs> Why you got to do me like that? Uh, man, because you know what? Sometimes there's too many cooks in the kitchen, so we're going to get the cooks out and we're going to get you in there like swimwear, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, damn, bro, that's all the music. It's all of it, dude. That's everything. Unless Evan, you want to hit us with the acapella freestyle? No, <laughs> save it, dude. Save it. We'll do that next week. But um, let's talk about some of the news. Let's talk about some of the things that are happening in the reggae rock news. And even that's a short list, man. For me, at least, I mean, the biggest thing going on right now is this Autic Empire tour. If you don't know. Breakout 360 manages Autic Empire. However, Autic Empire was a massive, massive band from Austin, Texas. Even before we started talking to them, 
we got involved seeing if we could use our platform to help them grow. And damn it, man, they are doing the fucking thing. They've got this East Coast tour in the works. Check the IG, Reggae360, or Audic Empire. Check out those tour dates. If there's a tour near if there's a date near you, be there. Please support the people and you will be rewarded with some amazing music, some amazing vibes. Nobody does it like Audic Empire, man. They got they got such a good mix of sounds and styles. They can do so many different things and they're so passionate about music and they're so fucking talented. I'm I'm uh, I'm blown away every time I listen to their music or talk to those guys. So, you know, there's that definitely. I think um, you know that Catastro song, by the way, that came out today, nine three. So that's you know news for this week. But they dropped that single. They announced an album that's happening. Okay, and then they announced a tour that they're doing, the Tropical Heartbreak tour, and they got some good dates on that on the docket so definitely be on the lookout for that um shit man i just there's so many tours going on right now fortunate youth is hitting one you know we, we talked about it a little bit with educated fools they're supporting them bubble and uglies is going to be on that i think uh shit man coming our way dude stick figure fortunate youth they're going to be playing at what brewery that's going to be a big show i want to try to get out to that one um it's not too late in the season to catch these outdoor shows, especially if you're on the West Coast. It's probably you could probably see shows all year. Um, but damn, have we got to get to some more concerts, man? It's been a while. It's been a while, dude. But we we had some good ones, man. We had some good memories. I'm trying to think. Dude. I feel like we bring one up every episode, dude. What? Uh, let me see this. What's your? What's one of your favorite memories from going to a reggae rock show with either Mark? Or your boy JB. Well, there was one I was with both of you when we were in Portland. Um, yes, dude. Stick figure, pepper, and slightly stupid. What a fucking show! I mean, the show was great. The venue was awesome. The vibe was awesome. I mean, that I just was a loud concert. I disagree wholeheartedly, dude. That venue stunk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had the potential to be dope, dude, but there were so many people. There was a lot. It couldn't handle, dude, it was so narrow that, like, it was so hard to get up to the front. The beer lines, you might be on a beer line for 45 minutes. They were and- pretty strict about uh, smoking pretty much anything in there, too. Yeah. What are the top three things you would smoke if you were in there again? Uh, uh, I would say thyme, the spice, oregano. Maybe a little bit of uh, CBD oil. Mm-hmm. What's number three? That that was three. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Fair enough, dude. So that oh, was wait, a pier. Wait, I forgot. In Portland, you can you can smoke marijuana. Yeah, I would smoke marijuana. That's number one. Then yeah, okay. and two and three. <laughs> well, there you have it, dude. No no time smoking. Is it time or thyme? It's time. All right. Fair enough, dude. Um. Yeah, but no, that venue was on the pier. It was a sick show, but the venue—I thought the venue was too small. There were so many people. I was kind of bummed out about that. Um, but the after party, dude—that's that's, that's where it was at, dude. It was at some like smaller venue in downtown Portland. I don't remember the name, 
Well, it wasn't a venue. It was a DIY space. I mean, it wasn't, uh, hey, we do shows here. It's in the newspaper. Yeah. Everyone come on down. It was an underground spot. They had some people from the Organically Good Trio playing. And it was just like an after party. I remember pulling up and like it just was such a chill vibe, man. They were like people hanging out outside in this like patio area. It was all lit up perfectly, man. There were everyone was just chilling like everybody was in the zone there i don't know it just like there were no bad vibes there was not a bad vibe to be found there were just a bunch of beautiful people just living life having fun having a good time you walked in they would that they you had like drink tickets right you got like yeah. but like dude i remember walking in and just the ambiance was just insane man i can't really describe it it was like Entering a fucking different world, dude. Like it was like the lighting was like almost like red. Dude, it was like just that was like something from a dream, dude. There's like smoke and it, dude, it was it was definitely like surreal. I mean they had like a little vending machine, like you know the ones you get the little toys in, remember where there was yeah. like you crank it and then out comes a little bottle of weed. Wait, you do what with it? You crank it. Oh, just okay. like you twist the knob. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> You don't even have to pay for it. You just get some fucking weed for free. That's insane. You just walk in, you get weed, you walk out. That's fucking awesome. I just remember I was I was walking around and I sort of this is a small it was small too. It wasn't a very big like area. Walking by me, dude, Scott, lead singer, stick figure, just walks right by. Like, oh holy shit, dude. I look to my left, dude. Kaleo from Pepper standing right there talking to someone. Then I looked to my right, dude, Kyle from Slightly Stupid is standing there. Dude, I geeked out. I was like, fuck, dude, this is insane. These are my my, my uh, musical heroes, dude. These are fucking, I've been listening to Slightly Stupid and Pepper damn near my whole life, dude, as far as I can remember. Um, I remember meeting Kaleo and saying, dude, you're a legend. I was like, man, you're a legend, dude. And he fucking grabbed me by the face, dude. He fucking just grabbed this like my by the temples, put his hands on my head, and he pulled me in close. And he said, No. You are the legend. Did you? And he released me. Did you make that up? No, dude. I swear to God, dude. I, I said, You are a legend. And he grabbed me, pulled me in, and said, Nah, you are the legend. Do you believe him? Dude, my life's been different ever since that moment. It was like I it was like I transitioned into a new being. <laughs> Galeo, man, he set me free from all my past demons, dude. He just he instilled that confidence in me. That's why I'm here today doing this podcast, Evan. Gracias a Kaleo from Pepper. But yeah, that was a cool ass experience, man. I <laughs> I think one of my favorite man was we went to a three eleven uh cruise. What? We went to a sorry, we went to a Ballyhoo cruise. There you go. No, I'm thinking of the fucking three eleven like massive cruise. I'm talking about Ballyhoo, like a small cruise around the Boston Harbor. And I'm <laughs> you were there, dude. We were getting turned off. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. And the the waves were so bad. The weather was bad. The boat was going side to side. It was raining. Yeah, dude. The fucking uh, bassist for Ballyhoo had to like literally sit down so he wouldn't fall over while he was playing. It was insane. It was like a little, it was like a forced mosh pit. It was just dope. I remember you getting a little turned up there at that show, dude. I mean, my, my girlfriend just broke up with me. 
Yikes. I was, you were on one, I dude. was lit up. Yeah. You were using, at one point, the support beam, kind of like a, like a stripper pole almost, dude. You were spinning around that thing, fucking just... You were going crazy in the middle of the show, too. And then I think at the end, dude, you were like just getting girls snapchats left and right you must have got two or three i i think i did i don't i don't know if i went about it the best way i don't know if that's the thing i look upon fondly or if i look upon it with like damn i was drunk (laughs) well i think either way hey i walked i walked away (laughs) that's the good news you walked away with some snapchats man i mean everyone's got their own game everyone's got their own style but i think um, the part that comes to mind is um, accosting. <laughs> I felt like you accosted a few uh, unsuspecting females, and that high energy just came out of you, dude. That was a, both a dark and light day in my life. <laughs> it was a light day in my life because that shit was entertaining <laughs> as fuck, dude. But uh, you know what, dude? Blame it on the music. Ballyhoo just got you rowdy. It got you riled up, you know. And it does that. Their music does that. So it really wasn't your fault. It was the music's fault. I think it's your fault. Probably, dude. I was a bad influence. I was probably tossing your shots. I also remember um, smoking a little joint with uh, the movement after a show in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Not the whole band partook in the festivities. You weren't there. It was Mark and I. Um, We helped them load up afterwards. And we were just, everyone had left, and we were just standing in the middle of the street, right outside of the venue, hanging out with them, talking to them. And, uh, you know, we joined the Liddy Committee, dude, and and uh, boom, bap, next thing you know, here we are, Reggae 360. So, you know, life works in a mysterious way. Um, so, but we all know that. Anyways, Ev, I don't have any other news. I mean, there's a ton of shit going on. Saltwater yeah, I mean, Slide is dropping a single tomorrow. All right. Look out for that. I don't even know what we got coming this Friday. We got some dope albums coming for the rest of the year. The late ones should be out. Uh, Pacific Roots. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them, dude. It's a good time. It's a good time to be a reggae rock fan, damn it. Positive thought? You got anything else? Um, I don't even think about one this week. You got one? I'll just wing it, dude. This is just something I say all the time, man, is that, uh, you know, today just, or tomorrow, whenever you listen to this, take the time to try to look good, you know, in your own way. Maybe it's your favorite t-shirt, you know, maybe it's, maybe you don't give a fuck and that's your vibe and, and, and that's how you feel good and, and, uh, you know, feel confident. You know, but just pay attention to how you're putting yourself together a little bit because you'd be surprised. You know, if you look good and you have that confidence and you feel good, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, you win. If you win, you get paid. Okay? Deion Sanders said that. So I think about that. You know what? If I'm maybe I'll maybe I'll put a little extra, uh, you know, take take a little extra time, man, to uh, you know just try to look sharp, try to do my thing, and and uh, you know if it works for me, it'll work for you. So look sharp. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I was given, I used to be in a more high-paced sales job back in the day. And, (laughs) no, one thing I used to do is every day I would look in the mirror and I would say something positive to myself about how I look. I used to do that every day. Yeah. And it it made a huge difference on, like, the trajectory my day would go was just saying positive affirmations to myself every morning. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I just go, I would. Kind of walk away, dude. (laughs) Have you? (laughs) Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have and I will and I will continue to well have you my positive thought uh, <laughs> of the week is that I am uh, thankful for JB just just being willing to say anything at any time <laughs> about things that have happened to me or done by me on this podcast just uh just really, it's for the really entertainment. The people know. Well, it's no, for the no, entertainment no. of the people. It's genuine. Yeah, it's real. I'm a gunslinger, baby. You never know what's going to come out of this million dollar mouthpiece. It's the wild, wild west. Okay, and if I draw the guns, whew, you better be ready, dude. Saying Red Dead Redemption, dude. <laughs> you oh. reacted weirdly to that. Dude. Well, yeah, because I don't know. I try to live my life every day like it's Red Dead Redemption. Dude, I try to live my day what i try to live my life every day like i was doing the dopest podcast in the world and today i accomplished that mission and thank you for listening we love you i love you i love your support i'm so blessed that i'm inside of your head speaking to you right now follow reggae 360 follow educated fools follow autic empire okay go listen to stick figure Go listen to Catastro. Go listen to Danny Robinson. I got nothing else for you. All right. We did a two-piece this week. You're welcome. You asked for it, you got it. Next week, we might do one. But you know what? It's all love. So we're going to keep it moving. And on that note, we're out of here, baby. Peace.